0: I don't know how long my voice is going to last. So let's record. Yeah, all in my throat. So, okay. So cherry blossom.
1: One of my favorite things.
0: (laughs) I haven't had time to make anything because, you know, I got sick. (laughs) So I've been sleeping um, instead of cooking. But I was thinking something that might be really good. And this is all just ideas right now. I don't know if it would actually work. But to make... Sakura flavored ice cream. Oh yes. Sakura flavored mochi, and then oh, yes. make sakura flavored mochi ice cream. Oh yes, yes, yes. So anyways,
1: actually, that's my idea. <laughs> one of the places I'm going to take you this summer, and we've I've mentioned it, you know, like every other conversation because I'm <laughs> obsessed. Uh-huh. But um, Kaikaya by the Sea, that uh-huh. restaurant in one Tokyo. With the ribs. Yes, <laughs> they for dessert you can get ice cream like a sorbet or cheesecake and if i'm remembering i have to be remembering this right but one of the sorbet flavors is sakura (laughs) and it's it's wonderful
0: Mm, that sounds so good
1: i was thinking this week i would make some of the uh hanami dongo
0: because
1: they're not really that hard and have Mm. all the ingredients and The girls would probably love that, so...
0: I'm sure. I would, too. Um, So, do you want to explain what that is?
1: Yes. So, hanami dango. A dango is... um, It's like a dumpling. And it's made uh, from a mix of rice flours. So, it's kind of a cousin to mochi, but it's not made of just the mochi rice, the gluten, you know, like the short grain, glutinous rice. They also use the regular like sushi-type rice. So it's a mix so that you've got the nice, sticky, chewy bit, but also the um, regular rice flour, which makes it so it's not pure chew and it's more of a dumpling. So that's a dango. And then they make all sorts of different kinds of dango, and one of them is something they call hanami dango, which... They make three little balls. One's green, one's white, and one's pink, and they put them on a skewer. Pink, white, and green are supposed to remind you of the blossoming cherry trees. So those are made specially for Hanami. Me so, so today, as always, we are going to be talking about everything you never knew you wanted to know about Japanese food. And today, specifically, we're going to be talking about something called hanami. And I'm super excited. Hanami literally means flower viewing. Hana means flower, and mi means, like, sea, so seeing flowers or viewing flowers. This is a custom in Japan of enjoying the blossoms, the spring blossoms. And specifically these days when you say hanami, you're referring to sakura, which are the cherry blossoms. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it your visit to Japan during sakura season?
0: Yes, it was. It was in April. And so that was right when the sakura were starting to fall. And so you you would just, like, stand under the trees, and it was, like, snowing, except it was the the petals of the sakura blossoms. And it was just so beautiful. Yeah, and that time of year, I
1: love because you usually get a bit of a spring breeze, just real light. And so the the trees are waving, and every little whiff of wind sends, like, yeah, like a shower of snow, but it's blossoms. (laughs) Yeah. And I I also loved the way the blossoms would coat pathways. Is, mm-hmm. You know, you're walking on a carpet of blossoms.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so gorgeous.
1: It is. So the thing that that I love about this and is that this isn't a recent thing. It's been going on for centuries in Japan. And they do this with other things. They um, do it with the fall leaves. They do it with some other flowers. I mean, it's just, it's kind of this, aspect of japanese culture of appreciating nature and in kind of the transient nature of our natural world and kind of how that relates to transient nature of life in general and it's just kind of beautiful
0: and it's really cool going during these hanami festivals because i didn't realize it at the time but i believe that's why they had you know so many different food stands were set up around the parks and then you would walk through the park and you'd see all of these blue tarps laid out on the ground and people just sitting there eating under the trees and it's a pretty cool thing to see
1: yeah this phenomenon has developed into this urban culture where the really good spots for for hanami for you know appreciating the sakura there are offices that will send someone in the morning to reserve a spot and they, they all use these blue tarps. I don't know what it is about blue tarps, but they all use blue tarps. And so someone will spread out a blue tarp and either label it, you know, say this, put up a sign that says this is for so-and-so company or whatever. And, Our party is starting at this time. Or the person will stay there for the workday until (laughs) everybody joins them after work. Then everybody will join and they bring food and they drink and they just sit there under the blossoms on these blue tarps. And because of that, you get all these food stalls like you mentioned. So it's great. You can pack things. You can get things hot. You know, some of my favorite Japanese street food, I guess you can say. Mm is what they're selling, things we love, things we've talked about, like <laughs> takoyaki. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And it's just heavenly, too. I mean, it just doesn't get much more beautiful in Japan than during the cherry blossom season. And good food. I mean,
0: how can you lose? <laughs> exactly. So the season, the um, the cherry blossom season, it will, should be starting about now, maybe in an, a week or two. Usually about the end of March to about early May. Um, So, it's just about cherry blossom season, so if you're going to Japan anytime soon, you're in luck, because you will be there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, depending where you go, you know, the cherry blossom front, as they call it, kind of like a cold front, (laughs) the cherry blossom front starts in Okinawa, the southernmost island of Japan, and moves northward. The last place to hit is Hokkaido. That's what area gets the blossoms in May. But Tokyo can be as early as the beginning of March, depending on what the weather's like. The first cherry blossom season after Squirrel was born, we ended up missing it because we visited the States the very beginning of March, and cherry blossoms came early. I I was so mad. (laughs) But usually they're not that early.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that they actually have a cherry blossom forecast where people are, you know, carefully watching to see when the cherry blossoms are going to show up. And it's like this really important sort of thing. This just seems so cool to me.
1: Oh, yeah. They have weather maps where the weather, it's not really weather, it's showing where the cherry blossoms are during this time of year if you're in Japan and you turn on the news and watch the weather report this will be part of the weather report (laughs) I just I know isn't it I love it and but it can be I think there can be a lot of pressure on the people doing the forecast because (laughs) businesses will plan parties around what the forecast is and so if it's wrong and they've Put a bunch of money into planning a party and stuff. (laughs) You can see where that would be a problem.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And something that I've kind of sort of known about for a while, but really paid more attention to this year is Sakura Trees in the United States. Um, I know there's like a really big festival every year in Washington, D.C. because they got a gift of Sakura Trees from Japan in, oh, a century ago. Yeah, they're
1: yeah. celebrating, yeah, 100 years this year.
0: Yeah, and I think we have a link to that somewhere. I know I've seen a link. Might be, I might have put that in the top of but somewhere.
1: They, they got, um, the Japanese gave us 3,000 trees in 1912, and then they actually gave us another 3,800 trees in uh, 1965.
0: Yeah, and I know, at least I think I know, Seattle has a lot of cherry blossom trees, right? I think it's Seattle.
1: I'm not sure. I know, Um, I think it's Macon, Georgia. Somewhere in Georgia, they have a bunch. And so they have a cherry blossom festival.
0: And I definitely have one right down the street from me. <laughs> I was like, hey, cherry blossom.
1: Oh, so- I want to come.
0: <laughs> I have to <laughs> visit it's your, like, it's a random- your tree. I know, seriously. You need to come out and visit me. But it's uh, like this random yeah. tree in somebody's backyard. Like, hey,
1: can we knock on their door? Um, hi. Can we do Hanami <laughs> under your tree,
0: please? We're just gonna sit in your alleyway and have our own festival. You're free to join us. We'll bring the food. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be delicious. All right. So speaking of food, because really, what yes. do we ever talk about aside from food?
1: <laughs> anything as it relates to food, right? <laughs> but it's always relating to food. We can make anything relate to food, <laughs> especially when it comes to Japan
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah, so there are a lot of very specific well, sort of, foods that you often find at hanami parties I love this proverb that you wrote down Hana yori dango mm-hmm. <laughs> dumplings rather than flowers, kind of making fun of the people who would rather eat than watch the uh, or admire the blossoms I love it.
1: Plus, I think it's also kind of indicative of some of the priorities of a good portion of the people. I mean, if you really have to have a proverb about this, <laughs> then I'm guessing you know there's a significant portion of, of the population that is just there for the food.
0: I think to a certain extent we can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Though I seriously think that food tastes better in a setting like that. I mean, oh, don't yeah. you think that that's part of the food experience?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So those same things. I mean, it's, it's just why a lot of things taste so much better at certain times, you know. Mm-hmm. There are things that I just, I crave during Christmas.
0: Right, right. And
1: it's tied to the environment and to memories and to, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so I think we're there for the food and the scenery. Yes. yes. Can't yes, have, have one it. without the other, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. So, so yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it looks like the color scheme of this is very similar to the color scheme of Hinamatsuri, but this is because the colors pink, white, and green are essentially the colors of the cherry blossom trees, so it totally makes sense. Yeah, and
1: green also refers to um, yomogi, which is a type of spring herb that shows up around the same time, so that's also one of the reasons that they use green. But yes, it's also, it's both the trees and then this spring herb.
0: Nice. So in terms of food, we've already talked about the hanami dango, which are delicious. (laughs) Yes. And we're going to get pictures if you make them, right?
1: Of course. Awesome. Oh, the pressure's on. Now I have to make them. (laughs)
0: Yeah, now you have to. And you'll probably have a link to a recipe or... Post a recipe somewhere.
1: We will do one of those things, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something will happen. We there will, will be a recipe somewhere.
1: <laughs> we will see if I get my acting gear enough to measure and write down my recipe. <laughs> 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 we shall see.
0: <laughs> and then there are bentos, which totally makes sense because, you know, it's like a picnic. A bento is essentially the perfect sort of picnic meal.
1: yes. And Hanami bento, as it's called, really tries to embody the celebration. It's supposed to be um, reminiscent of not only the cherry blossoms and the cherry trees, but the arrival of spring. So you're going to get that green and that pink, but also red and orange, you know, anything that just speaks to new life and the arrival of warmer weather and Mm -hmm. and all of that. In, In Japan, they're using all kinds of spring vegetables and and things like wild ferns, things that are starting to appear. The the green yomogi, that spring herb that I mentioned. So just lots of vibrant, fresh, beautiful foods and flavors and colors. Mm-hmm.
0: And then something that I saw a lot of in Ueno Park and in Yoyogi Park. I think those are the two main parks that we went to when we visited Japan. Was that they have so many food stalls set up. Like everywhere. Selling all sorts of different things. We had takoyaki and yakisoba and okonomiyaki. So many, so many good things.
1: One of, or a couple of my favorites that you see a lot at these food stalls as well, one of them is called jagabata, and it's essentially a baked potato. But oh. the Japanese style is like...
0: Are those the baked sweet potatoes?
1: No, these oh, okay. are um, regular potatoes and they're kind of, they look kind of like giant Yukon gold potatoes and they're kind of, uh, you know, they have like a, a lighter yellow skin and they're kind of some, maybe they're steamed, but they, they kind of crack them down the middle or, and then crosswise slightly and just put a bunch of butter on them. They are so good it's like the best baked potato you've ever had in your life mm. and then my other favorite is something called kyuri asazuke and it's it's a a pickled cucumber but they for these food stalls they do it where they take a whole japanese cucumber which are they're long and thin and they have really thin skin so you don't have to peel them um and they're practically seedless they're a lot sweeter than the Cucumber variety that you see called a regular cucumber or whatever or like in our English, grocery stores.
0: English cucumbers, I think, are what we normally get.
1: I don't know. what. I could be making that up. I can't sure. remember because I was thinking we'll have to look that up. I always I, I confuse. Isn't the English cucumber one of the ones with the with less seeds? I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, I, I don't hardly buy them whatever they are because they're... You know the Persian cucumbers and the mm-hmm. baby cucumbers. There's so many things that are so much better in my mind. <laughs> so yeah. So okay. So it's this Japanese cucumber, and they they pickle it in. It's like a salt brine with a little bit of kombu for the natural glutamates. Instead of well, you could use MSG, but <laughs> the classic recipe is to use kombu and sometimes a little bit of rice vinegar. And it's a light pickling process, you know, like a day of pickling. So you've got this whole cucumber and they put it on a stick. So, you know, it's like buying a frozen banana on a stick <laughs> or whatever. But it's this pickled cucumber and it is so good.
0: <laughs> it's a pickle on a stick. I,
1: yeah, I seriously am geeking out just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> so, I've never had that.
1: Oh, but it sounds
0: so, really good.
1: It's so good. So that's another one of my favorites. In fact, I believe I have a really old post on my blog from one of the Sakura seasons where we took squirrel to Ueno Park to enjoy the blossoms and wheat. I think I have a picture of me with one of those cucumbers.
0: (laughs) we are going to have to find that.
1: Yes, we will link to it. (laughs) As well as pictures of
0: the infamous blue tarps. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sure I have a bunch of photos from when I went to. So I'll go comb through my old photos and see what I can come up with as well.
1: Okay, so you've got your hanami bentos. And in those bentos, you might have a piece of grilled fish, uh simmered kabocha, which is uh, like a Japanese pumpkin. We'll have a, a link to that in the show notes. It's really easy to make. It's super delicious. You might have temari sushi, which is little ball sushi, which are really fun and colorful. And they kind of look, you can make them look like flowers and... All kinds of stuff. Simmered spring vegetables, like we mentioned. Uh, And then some of the... there's some foods that are really traditional. I guess they're traditional, but not totally specific just to hanami. I mean, they're just really popular and easy to use as picnic foods. So you see them. But one of these is um, tori no karaage, which is the Japanese version of fried chicken.
0: It's so good.
1: So good. And, and it's one of those things that, although my favorite way to eat it is when it's, you know, piping hot, mm-hmm. just freshly fried. It's still super wonderful at room temperature, even cold. And so that makes it a really nice choice for a bento as well. And I'm just Yaki. thinking
0: as a way to introduce people to Japanese food, if you like fried chicken, you'll probably like Torino Karaage. I mean, it's, it's very similar yet different enough that it's definitely Japanese. And it's so good.
1: I think it's just got that little extra punch of flavor, you know, mm-hmm. you, because you, you're marinating the chicken for a while in this soy ginger marinade before you bread it, you know, before you batter it and fry it. Mm. So it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I am so biased when it comes to Japanese flavors. What can I say?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we both are. <laughs> um.
1: Some other things... Yakitori, you know, anything on a stick. It just screams picnic food to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do sushi. I mean, any kind of roll is going to be a, a great finger food to include uh, in can a picnic. I totally
0: vouch for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another typical bento food, and thus a great choice for hanami, is tamagoyaki, which is a slightly sweetened rolled omelet. They make these thin omelet sheets and they start rolling it as they make it and so it makes this just fabulous multi-layered rolled omelet kind of like what puff pastry is to, <laughs> to, to pie crust or whatever It's just these fabulous thin layers of egg you might see something called sekihan which is literally means red rice but it's the mochi rice cooked with azuki beans which gives the rice this pink color to it which is, of course, a good choice because of the color. (laughs) So all kinds of wonderful, fun foods that you can make and take.
0: On top of all of these foods that you would eat at the hanami festivals, there's also a lot of foods that are, or a lot of food products that are created for the sakura season that use sakura flavoring. Or
1: even just the shape of the mm. flower or mm-hmm. of the petals. I mean, Japan has total Sakura fever during this time of year. <laughs> and
0: I don't blame them.
1: I know. And the brands take total advantage of this. <laughs> and you know, I think everyone knows it and nobody really cares. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because it's so good. Oh, uh, yeah, and it's just fun. It's beautiful mm-hmm. and I mean we've yeah. we've definitely already here seeing we talked about this in our chocolate episode for Valentine's Day, I had a Sakura Matcha Latte Kit Kat. So it's cherry blossom green tea latte flavored Kit Kats, which I would say definitely take advantage of that Sakura flavoring.
1: For sure. And usually they have like a white chocolate that's tinted pink Mm -hmm. with the sakura flavoring in it so like a sakura kit kat um this time of year where the box is just covered in an explosion of blossoms (laughs) you know (laughs) so they they always have a couple of things going i think for that and there are always all kinds of other things, too. Like Starbucks in the past has had a sakura frappuccino.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I would go to Starbucks so much more often if they had that here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and one of the years I was there, they did a French macaron that Ooh. was sakura flavored at Starbucks. <laughs> Ooh, <that laughs> but you, you'll find all kinds of things. One time I found these little um, senbei, which are like rice crackers and they were shaped like blossoms and they had kind of like a s- almost cinnamon sugar coating on the outside mm. I've had sakura flavored pudding all kinds I mean they kind of do everything
0: mm-hmm. and I've definitely not in Japan but actually when I visited Hawaii several years ago I had a sakura flavored mochi ice cream which was mm-hmm. really good and I'm actually thinking of trying to replicate that because Rachel was kind enough to give me a bottle of sakura extract.
1: Not as good as having fresh blossoms to use, but hey. But still. (laughs) Which they do do. They they preserve them in like a salt brine. I I can't remember what they use, but and and they'll actually cook with the blossoms. And there's, you can even buy a tea this time of year where you, they're the preserved blossoms and you steep the blossoms in water to make this sakura Mm. tea.
0: That sounds really
1: good. So they'll even bake whole blossoms into things. You'll, you'll see like rolled cakes and stuff where you've got blossoms just baked into the surface mm-hmm. to add to the visual effect.
0: They're so pretty.
1: They are so pretty. Because the trees, these cherry trees are for the most part not grown for fruit. They're, they're ornamental. So when it comes to the edible aspects of the tree, what's edible are the blossoms and the leaves. So we see the leaves in sakura mochi, which we talked about in our hinamatsuri episode, mm-hmm. where they preserve those, and then the blossoms for just that wonderful floral flavor. Yeah, I think it's like um, like rose petals, but I, I think I like the sakura flavor better than rose. Okay, so although this hanami party is coming to a close, the
0: party is not over. You can find us on Twitter at misotalk. You can find us on our fan page on Facebook. You can always email us at misohungrypodcast at gmail.com. We are always, always on our website where you can find our episodes and our show notes and potentially some recipes if we can get our act together at misofy.com. That's M-I-S-O-F-Y dot com. And more than anything, we love it. Love it so much. If you would be ever so lovely as to leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes. I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. the podcast where we equally enjoy eating
1: and admiring the flowers.
0: Did you notice? I thought this was kind of funny, and I would probably do the same thing. When you were writing about the hanami dango, you wrote flowers, like actual flowers, instead of flowers, like. (laughs) I was like, "Wait, what? I didn't know." Everybody said, (laughs) "I just wait." (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, yeah don't you know about like, the, oh. the rice flowers <laughs> yeah those glutinous and non-glutinous bouquets of rice flowers <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> that's special <laughs> well considering how often you're writing about the other kind of flowers it totally makes sense that you would do that but <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> okay so we're going with that
1: Yeah, what was I going to (laughs) say?